Welcome to Global Dispatches, a podcast about foreign policy and world affairs. I'm your host, Mark Leon Goldberg, editor of UN Dispatch. And in this show, we discuss topical global issues, have conversations with foreign affairs thought leaders and newsmakers, and give you the context you need to understand the world today. Go to globaldispatchespodcast.com to learn more. And now on with the show. Nicaragua is in the midst of a deepening political and security crisis. Over the last three months, the government has been increasingly violent in its response to a growing protest movement. Over 240 people have been killed since April when protests against a social security reform measure began. Those protests have morphed into a broader political challenge against the longtime Sandinista leader, Daniel Ortega. On the line with me to discuss recent events in Nicaragua and explain why the country is facing its most profound crisis in decades is Jason Marzak, director of the Adrian Arst Latin America Center at the Atlantic Council. He explains the roots of the current crisis and offers some suggestions for how some key players in the region, including the United States, might use diplomacy to prevent this crisis from escalating further. I think you'll find this a useful conversation about a crisis that is not getting the attention it deserves, but is one that could most certainly have big implications across the region, including the United States. Nicaragua is not currently a large source country of migrants and asylum seekers at the U.S. southern border, but if things continue as is, Nicaraguans could start to flee in large numbers. This conversation gives you the context you need to understand the ongoing political crisis in Nicaragua. Before we begin, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has reached out to me with topics I should cover or suggestions of people I should interview. I always love hearing from you. Please do send me an email using the contact button on globaldispatchespodcast.com. Also, a, a huge thank you to you listeners out there who are in a position to suggest to people that they advertise on Global Dispatch's podcast. Uh, Word of mouth is a key way in which I attract new advertisers. So a huge, huge thank you. And you know who you are, uh, who has uh, suggested uh, some new sponsors uh, for the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, here is my conversation with Jason Marzak of the Atlantic Council. Looking for a trustworthy podcast to bring you unfiltered viewpoints and experiences on global health? Tune into Global Health Matters, the podcast that connects silos and amplifies diverse voices to give you a holistic picture. Each month, Dr. Gary Aslanian from the World Health Organization hosts discussions with guests spanning former ministers of health, award-winning journalists and authors, and frontline public health workers. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Well, the crisis uh, in Nicaragua right now is a result of uh, a couple of things. One is pent-up frustration with with Daniel Ortega, who has been in office for actually over 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 a decade now. Um, and you know the systematic ways in which he has uh, you know, dismantled some of the checks and balances in the uh, uh, Nicaraguan state, as well as the uh, curtailing of, of 
press freedoms, among other things. But that's not the real reason. I mean, that's that's behind the scenes. That's been that's been simmering for quite some time. But the real spark behind the crisis is decision by. Uh, the Ortega government to reform uh, the social security system. The reforms um, were uh, undertaken in a executive level manner uh, without uh, the consultation. And the protests that began uh, on April 18th came just two days after the government announced changes to the social security system. And those changes would have uh, resulted in higher contributions and at the same time, lower pensions. Mm, that's not a very like leftist Ortega kind of thing to propose, one, one suspects. Well, the, the social security system for quite some time has been looked at as being insolvent uh, under the current current. Um, current mandate, and um, this is this has been you know a a real priority for the Nicaraguan state insofar as how to keep the uh, economy moving forward. I mean, this is one of the one of the things that Ortega has has achieved in Central America, where there are um, economic and security concerns, and many of Nicaragua's neighbors, especially the uh, the, the Northern Triangle countries. Uh, he has, for quite some time, has had a, a very business-friendly approach. Um, uh, he has gotten along well with the the, the AMCHAM there, with the uh, private sector, Consejo Superior de Empresa Privada, the private private sector uh, uh, um, uh, uh, chamber, uh, separate from the the U.S. Nicaragua Chamber of Commerce, and so. This is this is he you know it's been critical for him to reform the the social security system, uh, but the way in which he has gone about and trying to do it uh, reaffirmed for many the uh, attempts by him to really exert an iron grip over the country. And and so it was protests over these proposed reforms uh, that led to a broader protest movement, right? And and. Uh, subsequently led to this really violent crackdown that's ongoing to this day. Yeah, I mean this this the protest movement began as a response to the changes in the um in the social security system. Uh again these are, you know, changes that were uh sparked by a need to, you know, reform the system that would would have been solved otherwise. The International Monetary Fund had been um down in in February uh, and reiterated a call for the social security system to to be reformed. And and uh, you know as you mentioned the decision to have higher contributions in exchange for lower pensions is not a proposal that um, is well was well received by by uh, by the people right I mean, yeah I, is, I'm no Sandinista but that doesn't sound like a <laughs> a recipe for success no no and these protests that started uh, back on April 18th were originally, um, you know, uh, confined to, uh, you know, they were confined to to the to Managua. They're confined to to Leon. Um, but the way in which the government went about in dealing with the protests and look in Nicaragua, because of the tight grip that Daniel Ortega has on the country, this is not a place where there is a history of public protests. Um, but the way, but the way in which he, he went to go about dealing with those protests, um, which were you know pol- setting up police, setting up military, setting up some of his kind of Sandinista shock troops, uh, that brutal show of force uh, led to the um, 
the, the, the spark behind the nationwide uh, protest that we see today. And, and there was a particularly bloody Mother's Day protest, isn't that right? Particularly bloody, bloody Mother's Day protest. Uh, I mean, we, we have seen um, uh, just, uh, you know, since the, the, um, the uh, Internet, Inter-American Commission on Human Rights recently completed a report. Uh, they went down to, to visit uh, Nicaragua. They were first not going to be allowed, but they were, were allowed to come down and, and visit. Um, and the report accused the administration of the Ortega administration of, of serious human rights violations. Um, it found the government was responsible for killing 212 people. Um, this is through June 19th. So we're, you know, we're talking April, April, you know, 18th until June 19th. That's you know, two months. And it's maybe um, worth, worth emphasizing people. that this is uh, proportionally like a very large number of people because it's, it's a, what, like 6 million people in, in Nicaragua, uh, in Nicaragua. It's, it's not a large country. So this is a, right. a, a this is like a, a huge number of, of people for the, for this kind of um, repression. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Huge number of people. You know, two, and then you also have a number of people injured. You have, uh, according to the Inter-American Commission of Human Rights, uh, th- over 1,300 people uh, injured. Um, so this is, the, the the scale of the repression that has accompanied this crackdown um, has led to you know calls from the opposition for you know Ortega to, to step aside. Uh, there have been attempts at at uh, at dialogue, um, but uh, those attempts um, you know have not borne any fruit thus far. So who is the opposition, and what are they demanding? Because it does seem that that this. Um social security reform push sort of kind of went down in flames. Um, so what, what are, who are the opposition and, and what do they want at this point? Well, you know, the, the, I mean, the opposition at this point has become a, a variety of, of organizations. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the talks have been between the, the government and the uh, Alianza Civica por la Justicia de la Democracia, the, the Civic Alliance for Justice and, and Democracy, uh, which is the opposition movement um, that has, has been behind uh, the, uh, the, the protests. Um, and, and the, you know, what, what they want is, you know, they, the, the, the original demand was to, uh, was, was against the, the social security reforms. And, and when the reforms, uh, a few days after the reforms were announced and, and, and the protest began. So the protest began April 18th, April 22nd, or take a repeal of some of these changes to the social security system due to the unrest and due to the widespread condemnation. But that did not quell the protests. As I, you know, as I mentioned, that these protests have um, unleashed uh, a desire among many in Nicaragua to um, uh, have a, a change in government. I mean, there's a, a real concern with um, you know the repression, the attacks on press freedom, uh, his decision to uh, take. Um, pull four independent television channels uh, from the air while uh, because of their reporting on the protests has all led into a um, uh, you know the the, the, the dialogue and the, and the discussion that Nicaragua for many in the opposition is moving away from a democracy um, and I take it the Catholic Church is playing or at least trying to play some sort of mediating role in in this crisis. Yeah, the 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 Catholic Church um, 
you know, President, you know, Daniel Ortega has throughout his um, his time has consistently tried to be in be in a good spot with the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, this is part of the reason behind the, his complete um, uh, the the banning of of of, of abortion. And the Catholic Church, as in, as happens in many countries across Latin America, where the Catholic Church is a very oftentimes the most well-respected institution, uh, has tried to play a a mediator role. Um, but you know, again, the, the I think that the, the at this point there is such a diametric opposite diametric divide between the opposition and the Ortega government. The opposition at this point really is not going to rest until he, he leaves power. And so how bad could this get? I mean, it, it seems that the, um, the, the democratic backsliding, which has been ongoing for a while is, is intensifying. And the, um, you know, the, 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 the conflict, the violence is intensifying as well. I mean, I just, you know, right before we spoke, I checked the latest Nicaragua news and there were, you know, yet, two or three more people killed in, in protests. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be almost like a, a daily occurrence now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think one result is the fact that, um, you know, have, there, there isn't the kind of widespread hemispheric attention to the crisis in Nicaragua as would otherwise be demanded if there wasn't such a uh, horrific crisis in, in, in Venezuela. I mean, you've had um, a number of governments uh, that have condemned the violence, uh, the Argentines, the Brazilians, Chileans, Colombians, Paraguayans, Peruvians, um, the OAS, the EU, the UN have all have all weighed in. Um, but, you know, the the uh, normally you know, the, the attention from Washington has has. Um, has, has remains and is focused on the crisis in Nicaragua, but at the same time, there there is such a, a a you know laser laser focus on what's happening in Venezuela right now. But you know the U.S. has an, an uh, uh, quite an ability to be able to influence uh, events um, on the ground and be able to kind of push for um, uh, some type of of, of change. Uh, the U.S. You know, the, though, the, still, e- even at, at this point, and even though presumably someone like Ortega would view U.S. interference as um, kind of like a rallying cry or like as an excuse to uh, tamp down even further. Yeah, but the, U- the U.S. has options insofar as working with partners uh, across the hemisphere. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned I mentioned the Argentines, the Brazilians, the Chileans, Colombians, Paraguayans, Peruvians, of all, all of whom have, have condemned uh, the violence uh, in Nicaragua. Um, but yes, I mean the the U.S. itself, its relationship with uh, the Ortega government is um, uh, is, is 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 I don't want to say non-existent, but it's it's. Um, uh, uh, they're not on on on, uh, on you know very close terms. Um, you know, just last week the U.S. or actually on June June 25th, the U.S. embassy requested that the uh, national police return vehicles that the U.S. government had donated to the institution because of the use of those vehicles uh, for repression of, of protesters. 
um, and in response, the foreign minister then said that the U.S. should compensate the Nicaraguans for uh, the war that was financed to the Contras on Nicaraguan territory. So there is no love lost between the U.S. administration and the Ortega government, but there is uh, an opportunity for the U.S. to you know work with partners in the in the in the hemisphere to, and especially through the through the OAS and other institutions. Uh, to try to find a, a resolution to the crisis, but so you know, I mean, I, you said there, there's an opportunity, but is there any willingness on the part of or ability on the part of of the U.S. administration, or is this just sort of another example of the Trump administration um, neglecting uh, an issue and letting a conflict uh, fester when other perhaps administrations might at least try to make an effort to to you know flex U.S. diplomatic muscle to ameliorate the situation. I, th- I think that I think that the, the Trump administration has um, has been has increased its focus on what's happening in Nicar- on what's happening in Nicaragua. Um, there, you know, there is a you know a desire to uh, curtail the violence as, as quickly as possible. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I think when you look at at kind of policy across the Latin America right now. Um, you know, there's always been a uh, kind of historic neglect of Latin America, right? And right now, the the focus on the region by the part of the administration is really on the, as it should be, on the horrific humanitarian crisis and uh, the uh, dictatorship that uh, Nicolas Maduro has put together in, in in Venezuela. Nicaragua, you know, there there is. You know, um, only so much attention that the White House can focus on Latin America, but there is a, um, I think, a, a concerted uh, effort and a doubling down from you know State Department and others to try to think through how to best uh, bring about a resolution to the crisis. And and presumably, I mean, if this crisis continues to deteriorate, you might see more Nicaraguans trying to flee, you know, to to the United States. I mean, right now they don't. Um, the, the number of, of migrants and asylum seekers fleeing um, from Central America, you know, the, the largest are, are not coming from Nicaragua. They mostly come from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. But Nicaragua, as of yet, has not been a large source country. Right. I mean, the, the, the Nicaragua, as I mentioned at the outset, Nicaragua has been success. I mean, yes, there has been a curtailing of, of liberties and, and basic freedoms under the Ortega government, uh, a questioning of uh, his um, desire to really turn Nicaragua's de- democracy into uh, fi- family destiny, uh, dynasty. But at the same time, Nicaragua has not suffered the violence uh, that the countries of the Northern Triangle, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras have faced. And so in some regards, he's kind of gotten a free pass uh, because of the relative stability, at least the stability that was seen on the surface in Nicaragua. Now, as the protests continue, as violence continues, and as that potentially brings about greater instability, uh, yes, you can start to see a um, an, an, a, a crisis of uh, migration of from Nicaragua, whether whether it's going north or whether it's going south, um, and that will further add to the the, the pressure that's already being felt uh, due to the you know Salvador and Guatemala and Honduran migrants that come to Mexico, some stay in Mexico, and some then move on to the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, I guess just to, to conclude, what 
indicators are you looking for that might suggest to you one way or another how this crisis will evolve over the coming weeks and and months well i think i think the the key the key question here is going to be um whether there's any path forward for talks between the government and the and the opposition right and also whether we start to see um any uh, uh, decrease in pressure from the uh, from the government and from the police and military uh, paramilitary groups, vigilante groups in support of Ortega. Um, uh, whether we start to see any decrease in their violence and their repression. I mean, as you mentioned at the outset, uh, there have been um, um, more continued killings. Um, uh, there is uh, on June 23rd uh, an attack on. On the uh, universe, on the National uh, University of uh, National Autonomous University of Nicaragua, where students have been have been intent in the campus to protest the government, and so uh, the things I would look for really is one: is there any movement forward on talks, and two: uh, is there a decision by the government and all of its supporters to take a step back into far of its violent repression? Uh, well, Jason, thank you so much for your time. This was uh, this was helpful. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Jason. That was a very helpful conversation, I think. Uh, Again, it's really is not covered to the degree I think it should be in the mainstream media, but this is one of those kind of below the surface bubbling crises that I often like to use the podcast to uh, learn more about myself and, and also try to um, you know, shine a spotlight on it. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.